Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, April the 16th. We are a bunch of fans, artists, creators, and critics from the Midwest talking entertainment and pop culture, taking your comments and whatever. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me today on the show, we've got, and we usually do this alphabetically. Caleb's. All right, there you go. We didn't discuss Caleb it. Caleb the Mustard Tagger. Mustard and tagger. Uh, Curtis. That's all I am. <laughs> Just Curtis. That's all he is. Curtis, the uh, the vampire donator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Funny. Like he was just like he was just sitting right to my uh, to my left, and I had no idea. That's what yeah. Uh, Dusty Trails, our one of our co-hosts, uh, was taking pictures from the uh, from the Plasma Center as he and Curtis were making that. Since we're not making any money podcasting, they're getting it another way by bleeding into a bag. <laughs> hey man, hundred twenty bucks. Yeah. Tell him my name and. Well, now there, there you go. go whatever it takes uh let's see well, i want to first of all i want to thank all of our hosts for being here including kenny he's jumping in what's up kate up yeah just got here that's all right no hurt no worries no hurry no worry uh we have uh got a great show for you tonight hope everybody enjoys this one we're gonna do something fun uh we're gonna we're gonna put together we're gonna draft and put together our ultimate masters of the universe squads but there's a twist we can't actually use any existing Masters of the Universe characters. So that could be interesting. We'll see how that plays out a little bit later on in the show. Before we get to that, we got everything that's new and newsworthy in entertainment and pop culture. We got this week's pop quiz, a whole lot more. But before we get to any and all of that, uh, how's everybody been? What's everybody been up to? We haven't seen Caleb in like forever. It's been probably a month or so since we've seen you. How you been, man? Yeah, I've been working like crazy. And just doing the day-to-day grind stuff, uh, it's been really picking up. Um, but I have been watching some shows. Oh, yeah? um, what have you been watching? Well, I've just started Broadchurch on Netflix. I'm good luck. Of, uh, no, yeah, good. Kind of, oh, um, man. Yeah, I've heard really good stuff about it. <laughs> and I'm kind of sucked in first episode. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get you. Yeah, I've been, I have been keeping up. Well, I was like four weeks. I didn't start falcon and the winter soldier and then i was just like man i gotta watch this show or it's gonna get spoiled for me yep um so me me and the the wife we totally binged it um like last week just like four episodes and it was i mean it's some good stuff i'm really digging that show yeah so nice what was that? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm watching the live stream and it looks like there's like a police squad car in my uh, garage here. Look at the lights reflecting. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what the I heard, hell? I heard, I heard like what sounded like a, like a dog. dog. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought maybe you went full, like you were going to take this whole Masters of the Universe thing like full on. You got your own creature and everything. Because of sound effects. He's ready to roll. Like, let's fucking no, get to it, guys. I, if I let her out. Then her and the other one, you would be hearing slamming against the wall and, rah, 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 and they, they play rough. 
And nice. so I'm trying to keep them separated because nobody else is in the house but me. So <laughs> right got to keep them separated. So what? you may hear that a couple times because he's very right. vocal. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What else? What else has everybody been up to? Anybody watching uh, anything? Go ahead. I've I've been prepping for Sada. I got my I got me a nice gigantic duffel bag to put all my crap in just so because i had all this separate stuff in its own separate bags i was like i just need something to carry put it all in and carry one thing and so that's i you know it's i'm 32 and i'm like i'm excited <laughs> for a duffel bag <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. kind of where my that's where my life is for those, you can store so much stuff in a duffel bag <laughs> <laughs> you, you great. oh you don't have to sell oh, us on shit. it we're all on board with the duffel bag <laughs> it's like look at all that I could fit a couple bodies in there too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which goes back to Sado last year. You'll get, you'll get excited for cups. You'll get excited for right. You get excited for all kinds of things. No shit. Yeah. For those who that, don't know, Curtis, explain what Cato, uh, what Sado is for us. Cato, uh, I don't Kato, know. Not Cato. I think that's a clothing <laughs> store, a <laughs> resale. But what's oh a, yeah, that, yeah. Tell folks what tell folks what Sado is. Sato 48 is a short film competition here in Springfield and I guess the surrounding areas. And basically anybody can join. You can be in Japan and be like, Hey, I want to join this. And um, you're given a package Friday night at some point, <laughs> yeah, you have 48 hours. It's got certain rules and guidelines and you have 48 hours to follow those rules and guidelines to make a five minute short film. And it's, it can be fun. It can be stressful. It can be mind numbing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, for me, it's a lot of fun, even with all the stress. So I'll be doing that this weekend. Do you take time so to sleep guys, or do you just run through it as much as you can? Um, <laughs> my, my first year doing it, I didn't sleep much. Yeah. I, I think I slept three hours and then I spent all day editing and then I didn't eat or drink until I turned it in. Um, the last couple of years I've, I've eaten a little bit here and there, so I've made sure to have some kind of nutrition. So <laughs> what were you, but you know that I think would help in a situation like that. Probably try some Adderall, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or cocaine. I mean, I mean so just what, either, or cocaine. whatever you get your hands uh, on, so whatever's easiest. <laughs> NOS, NOS works for me. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it, but, uh, <laughs> So you, it's a film competition and anyone all over the world can, like filmmakers all over the world, and they give you 24 hours to shoot and 48. edit, 48, 48 hours. hours to shoot and edit and do all that. Movie you have video. to have a team, you have to have your yeah. actors, at least two characters, not necessarily, you could be like one person and play two characters, as long as there's two characters in the thing. You know, however those characters are manifest is up to you. So, yeah. but yeah, you have 48 hours to do all that. I mean, there's all kinds of paperwork. You have to make sure you have certain, like, say you go and you film at like a, I don't know, like a skating ring. You got to make sure the owner of the skating ring signed a release. You know, you got to right. have all the, all the stuff that you need for like kind of real, real filmmaking, yeah, I guess. Like a real film production, right? Yeah. How many people, how many people enter this contest typically? Um... This year, I'm not sure where how many they're at because of COVID, but the last few years, it's been like over 100 teams. Really? For like the wow. last several years, yeah. And it's right here in so, Springfield. Right here in Springfield, yeah. yeah. That's super cool. I didn't know anything <laughs> about that. Yeah, yeah, it's still time to sign out. up. I think they've still got – do they yeah. still do the, the local show on the CW channel? Uh, yeah, they got a through? local show on CW at like 9 o'clock at night, so check, check that out. They show some of the ones that they can show, some of the ones you can't. 
Some of the ones I've been in, you can't really show on TV. <laughs> well, now yeah. you could show last year's. <laughs> well, yeah, last year's maybe. I don't know. Last we're year, we're, we're guys, still waiting. You guys won. We're still waiting on that year. phone call. We won the uh, Alamo Draft House Award, which is like the offbeat, weird kind of award, and we'll take it. You know. And thank you, Alamo Draft House. I'm glad you're reopening. So Woo. cheers to that. Yeah, they are. That's really cool. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got work. We got things to line out, Kenny, before they open in like 10 days. <laughs> we got some work. To right. do. How about you, Kenny? Yeah. What have you been up to? Oh, nothing as exciting as Curtis is getting ready to get <laughs> Well, into, no, so. nothing. Nothing any of us do as exciting as what Curtis I mean, does. You, you have one more day to sign up a team if you guys want to do it. So, no, no, we're good. We'll live yeah, vicariously yeah. through you and your duffel bag. Exactly. As much fun as you make it sound every year, I don't know. It's hard to pass up, but yeah. Jeez. But no, I haven't been doing anything really. Just doing some more cleaning on stuff, going through some more boxes of stuff, trying to get that down, and just watching the same old shows I've been mm-hmm. watching. So nothing except for like uh, what was it, the Thunder Force, the Melissa oh, McCarthy. Yeah. What do you think? Um, uh, it was watchable. I mean, <laughs> was it something that I just laughed my ass off the entire time? No, but uh, and I, I like I like her stuff. You know, it's just it, it had its really funny parts, and the rest was kind of like oh, you know chuckle on the inside. You know, but, <laughs> but you know anybody who likes her work will enjoy it. So. Yeah, it, I watched that too. It was pretty lighthearted. It was there were some funny moments. Um, Jason Bateman was, a, was the standout in it for me. He was freaking yeah. Jason hilarious. Bateman was super funny. <laughs> That's awesome for sure. We uh, we did uh, have our watch party last weekend, our WrestleMania watch party over on Cast on the Pop Goes the Culture uh, Cast channel. Um, yep. your, your thoughts on that? We we didn't really debrief afterwards, um, but because because boy they. <laughs> Two nights really felt like a long time. I know it was only like four hours, give or take, each night, but God damn, by the end of that second night, it felt like we'd been sitting in one spot for a long time. But what did you think of uh, WrestleMania this year, Kenny? Um, obviously, the first night was the best. I mean, it was had everything, of course, with Bianca Belair winning the championship. That was like my favorite. Like, yeah, because she's awesome. She kicks ass. She deserves it, but... Uh, you know, is there's a lot of bad with it too, you know, as far as, and some of it, I guess, could be where it rained and maybe the ring was a little slick, but I mean, it did look like it was shiny wet, you know? Right. So we, we did see some slipping and falling, so <laughs> it must've been yeah. slicker than it looked. <laughs> so I don't know if it was just nerves of being back in front of a whole bunch of people again or what it was, but there was, it seemed like everybody had their, oopsies and i forgot and a lot of i'm standing here waiting for something <laughs> to happen okay now we go you know and it's just, yeah. there's a lot of that but i mean hey i'm not up there doing it so i can't really speak on it but right. uh it was entertaining and even the second night was entertaining there was some stuff like the <laughs> fiend match was a whole lot of what the hell am i watching and stuff like that but what do you think of it uh, 
just like every time the fun for me is the uh, conversations in the chat that's i could yeah. i could i could stop doing these at any moment as far as the content of watching wrestling matches i like them i'm entertained by them but i don't need to sit down and watch them for hours you know at a block every month um but i dig the i, I dig the group that we've got that continues to come back for these things every month and just watching the uh, the discussions and stuff in the chat and people kind of doing their thing uh, that's where it's fun for me yeah the first night was clearly the better night of the two and kind of expected that i think we called that early on we're like oh everybody goes home happy on the first night so that they can stick it in and break it off in the second night and that's kind of what happened so um, yeah yeah it it was what it was i mean it nothing unexpected i don't think so you know it's boy they've you know the last two years with covid they've done two nights of stuff and I wonder if next year, once we're all back to live events, assuming we're all back to regular life as normal live events, if they're going to keep doing these over two nights or if it's going to be instead of two four-hour things where they're kind of throwing some filler in, if it's going to be maybe one six-hour thing, kind of like it was prior to COVID or not. because it's tough to block out the entire weekend. I mean, I'm sure if you're a wrestler or if you're there in person for these things, or if you've got something to sell, if you're selling merchandise, you know, you, you love having two nights of stuff going on to sell the tickets for and sell the merch for, but sitting at home on the couch, it's like, man, I could, I could really do this in one day. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the Zack Snyder cut, you know? <laughs> it, yeah. In that eight hours of wrestling, there's you know there's a good a hour and a half hour. hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. This That's week funny. I have. Uh, let's see. So we did that this weekend. I got a chance to watch uh, Promising Young Woman. Uh, did has anybody seen it yet? It's Oscar contender mm-hmm. in multiple categories. Okay, won't spoil anything for anybody then who's interested. Yeah, uh, it's 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 interesting. It's watchable. Absolutely. I mean, it's Oscar contender. Uh, yeah, it's a weird year for stuff, but. Um, it's it, when you finish the when you when the movie starts you think or at least i think as i'm watching it i'm like okay so this is what whoever's writing this script was going for this is what they were influenced by this is what they were going for this has to be the idea they had where it got started that this was the idea that was central to the story and then when the movie ends you're like okay maybe not <laughs> maybe they started with maybe they started with this idea and went and worked backwards and worked sideways and worked forwards from this idea. So because there's a, the ending, it changes the whole, not the whole movie, but it changes my perspective of, I wonder how they put this thing together. Did they start with this idea and came here or did they start with this ending and work backwards and fill it in? So I would love at some point, and I may reach out at some point and see if we can get the scriptwriter on and just be like, which, which came first, the chicken or the egg, which came first, the, the bulk of the story or that ending and what, you know, how did you work around both those? Cause it was, it was interesting. Uh, the ending is not like crazy. It makes total sense. Um, but it just changed my thinking in terms of this must be how this movie was put together. Now I'm thinking maybe not, maybe they started here and then worked back. Um, also caught the today's, uh, new episode of creep show over on shutter. Have you been keeping up with it at all? Curtis, Keep forgetting. There you go. <laughs> I've had Today, a busy week. <laughs> today's, uh, you know, they do the two. One of them is always kind of lighthearted or a little more goofy. The first of yeah. the two felt more like it felt like a like like an episode of the Twilight Zone. The first 
part, the first part of the episode did. It was kind of cool, kind of interesting the way they did that. It's like, this feels totally like if I w- almost wish they had been in black and white just so it would totally feel like an episode of the Twilight Zone. But uh, yeah, if anybody's not, if, you, if you've got the opportunity to check out Shudder, check out Creepshow, uh, they're in season two, three episodes in. I think they're just doing six. So you're halfway there. You can... Uh, I mean, you can look online. It's not hard to find like a free month of anything at this point. So, you know, get it, grab it, and check it out. See all kinds of stuff they got going on. They got a ton of shit going on this month with their halfway to Halloween stuff. And then, yeah, like yeah, you the said, halfway Halloween. Yeah, yeah. It's even though it's not yeah. really halfway to Halloween, not, not until the end right. of the month, but there is no April 31st, but whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like Curtis said, the Alamo Draft House here in town is reopening. Uh, so that'll be fun to get back out there and, and see some movies again with, with the, the crowd at the Alamo. Go you ahead. know, I saw that they had a for sale sign like yeah. out there. Yeah. And so I was like, what's up with that? Um, but I, th- I think we'll what not showing. I think what they're trying to do is um, utilize the space. And they've got a huge parking lot. And I think yeah. what they're trying to do is they're trying to portion out part of that lot for one of those kind of freestanding small businesses to build like a little brick shop in some part of the parking lot, whether it's, you know, whatever it is. I don't know. You, you see a few of those around. Um, especially around like Springfield, there'd be a parking lot. And then like, you're like, they can't use this whole fucking parking lot. I never see this parking lot full. And then, so eventually like somebody puts in like an Andes or, you know, a, you know, whatever, something like that. So I bet a candy shop would do pretty well there. I bet an Andes would do pretty good. Andy and take it into the Alamo. Andy's and candies. Andy's candies and Mandy's. Yeah, there you go. That's a completely different kind of business model all there. So <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a porno. It does. Maybe that's what right. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay. let's get to that's it. Cool, let's, let's take a look at our top three stories in entertainment and pop culture for the week that was. Starting with number three. <laughs> Somebody's excited in the background there. Uh, let's see. Take Probably. a look. <laughs> Is that your dog? It didn't sound like a dog. No, that's not coming from my house. Uh, let's take a, I know. <laughs> I just give him a hard time. <laughs> 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 we talked about the Alamo opening up. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the case everywhere. Uh, the Arclight Cinemas and Pacific Theaters in and around Los Angeles, uh, Hollywood, including the Cinerama Dome, kind of an iconic piece of of Hollywood. Uh, they are all permanently closing. Their parent company, DeCurion, was already in really bad financial shape before the pandemic and has stated that they have absolutely no path forward. Uh, this comes, like I said, as the Alamo, uh, they, the Alamo Draft House as a business did declare bankruptcy during the pandemic. AMC, of course, we've talked about them. They've suffered all kinds of losses uh, during the pandemic. Um, because the Alamo Draft House is a franchise, each one individually, um, you know, the, that's why they are popping back up in certain places, reopening certain places. But yeah, the, the, the arc light, the Pacific theaters, they were already, I forgot the number. They were already hundreds of thousands of dollars behind in like paying rent on, on the buildings where they are on the locations where they are, the properties. So, uh, yeah, they, <laughs> they were already in bad shape. And as the pandemic has dragged on, especially, in California, um, they just, they were just, there's nothing left. There's no way to open back up. There's no way for them to secure the finances to reopen. Uh, hopefully, my hope is that some 
theater or movie theater, Hollywood film buff will purchase some of these individual theaters and keep them for something. You know, the, the cinema, the Cinerama, the cinema dome, um, it feels like that's the kind of thing that, you know, a, a nonprofit would get together to buy, to kind of preserve and show, you know, older, even if they never show a new film again, show old, you know, 35 millimeter, 70 millimeter prints or something, you know, that's kind of what it feels like. Cause it is, it's, it's an iconic piece of, of Hollywood history. Mm. That what Tarantino did, uh, I think, with the old porno theater <laughs> <laughs> out there in L.A. He bought it and turned it into his own little theater. So yeah. he shows old movies there all the time. Porn and non-porn. Yeah, whichever, you know, whatever sells. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. if, they, if they have something where they could have those old movies, like, say, we saw movies like Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, Star Wars, stuff like that on the big screen. But our kids never got to see any of those. Now we can take those kids and when they get a little older and have their kids, then they'll take their kids to go see it. And whose kids are you taking? Huh? What's that? Whose whose kids are you taking again? Well, I would take my kids, but oh. then okay. when my kids have their kids, they could take, you know, and just kind of make it a ongoing thing. I spaced out, and all I heard was, "We're going to take those kids, and then take these kids." <laughs> Curtis is already behind on his sleep before the forty-eight hours even begins. Like, hey, kids, we have some candies in a van. Come on, let's go see some movies. Candies, candies, and babies. I lost some blood today. You know, yeah. I'm good. He's, already, he's already out of it. Yeah, you, you got a long forty-eight think, hours. Do you guys think that that's what like movie theaters will be in the future? Like just historical Little, kind of yeah, things. Probably. I mean, that seems to be yeah. the way things are moving. It's, it seems like it's kind of starting. I think. I think crazy. Movie, I think movie theaters are going to become that kind of experience where it's you know kind of a boutique experience i think i think at some point you're going to get comic books maybe even regular just like book books are going to be like more like you know cost more money but they're print on demand you know you can read the electronic version for for this amount or if you want a physical copy then yeah you're somebody will be able to physically print and ship bind and ship you a copy but it's gonna you know it's gonna cost more so i think a lot of things as as stuff goes digital you're going to start seeing a lot of uh, physical entertainment physical media be kind kind of become yeah a, a collectible type thing or a like i said like a boutique business kind of thing i don't think they're going to no, be just widespread yeah. you know the regular movie theaters will now become what drive-in theaters are now yeah could be at number two all this talk about movies and hollywood uh at number two, director Kevin Smith will reportedly be auctioning off his latest horror anthology, Kilroy Was Here, which he filmed. Uh, I don't know the story, and I forget all the details, but it was basically like a, a college assignment, right? <laughs> like like there's a college, a film school, a part maybe it's part of a Full Sail or one of those digital you know, campuses in, uh, in Florida. They were, their class project was to... They were doing this horror anthology, and Kevin Smith was kind enough to come in and help them with this as a, you know, just like, hey, yeah, let's do this. Let's, that'll be fun. Um, but he's got the rights to it, and he is auctioning it off as an NFT, a non-fungible token for those who have been paying attention the last three weeks. Basically, this is like the new thing now uh, for any kind of digital media, it seems like. Whoever wins, uh, ends up winning the auction 
will not only own the NFT, the certificate saying, the digital certificate saying that they own this film, uh, but they also get the rights to exhibit, distribute, stream the project however they want, or they can just own it and put it on a shelf and be like, I'm the only person that's ever seen this and never let anybody, I mean, there's some assholes that do that as well. So, I mean, um, but yeah, so, you know, auctioning off a film, that's a, that's a new one. I know he's done other things. He's crowdfunded films. He's made films and then sold them, gone the whole indie route. Um, this will be the first, I think, film by an actual working, like known director who that's that's going to be part of this nft um craze fad thing i don't know i don't know what it is has anybody been following the N- you know okay has anybody been following the whole non-fungible token thing no <laughs> yeah it's it's a fucking mess. it's like bitcoin i could try to describe it but it'll be wrong it's like uh you know like with with cryptocurrency the way it works is you say you have X amount, you say you have a Bitcoin. And so that's registered as this person has a Bitcoin and the, all, all the different computers or whatever devices that are running this cryptocurrency thing, they all have basically a copy of that saying, yes, you own this Bitcoin. That's kind of how this thing works. It's like all these machines that are plugged into this thing are off. They're authenticating what somebody has. So, so with these, right. NFT- that's blockchain. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's, that's kind of what this is, is. This is saying you own the rights to whatever this digital media is. Now they're doing it with like, with all kinds of digital media, whether it's like images, videos, even text, they're saying you own the rights to this. You can do whatever or not that you want with this kind of like collecting digital assets is what it is. And it's doing the blockchain thing. It's saying if Curtis wins the, the auction for Kilroy was here, then that goes into the blockchain so that every, every device that's running this has a, has a backup saying that yes, Curtis owns the rights to this, how that's any different than actually just going out and purchasing the shit. It's not, it's just that people have to make it more complicated because that's the cool thing to do now is do it all through the blockchain. But, but but the digital stuff is weird because like if there's a digital image out there, you can save a copy of it on your computer (laughs) And and you've got the exact same thing that people are paying millions of dollars for to say that, oh, no, I own this. Okay, well, that's great, but I can still see it. I can still do a Google image search and see the th- – I can see what you own. It's it, the People are saying it's like the difference between owning a Picasso painting and owning a print of that painting, a poster of that painting. You know, one person owns the actual painting. Everybody else is just buying reproductions of it. I don't know. So so anyway, it, it's a fucking it, it, it seems like bored rich people <laughs> needing another way to just throw their money out there, use a bunch of terminology people don't understand in an effort to try to make the money they threw out there worth more money to other people like them who are just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense without knowing what the fuck they're talking about. Like, nobody wants to be stupid, especially when you're that wealthy. You don't want somebody to look at you and be like, that guy's a fucking idiot. So somebody <laughs> comes out and says, put your money here because of blah, 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 blah. And then all these wealthy people are like, fuck, yes. That he, he says that's where the money, they, okay, yes, let's do that. And then they tell their friends, hey, look at this. This is what, oh, yeah. None of them know that, like, this is just a fucking 
kind of a scam, kind of kind of vapor, kind of doesn't really exist. <laughs> but they, people just continue to throw money at it because they've got the money and they're trying to, you know, somebody won a won something. It was a painting or a print. And they paid like sixty nine million dollars for it just to have it like oh we're building our portfolio it's like well fuck you who's gonna who cares that you own the digital rights to something that because the news stories that are reporting on this are putting an image of the painting in the news story so i can click left click or right click save as and now i look hey i've got it on my computer too so it's it just it feels very scammy to me but what do i know i'm not i mean I'd rather just keep my millions of dollars and do something Well, if you can afford $69 million, who the hell cares at that point? Kind of. It's kind of like just... Yeah, it's kind of what it seems like. It's like, yeah, I I spent $69 million. Maybe somebody else... That's crazy, though. Yeah. I'm pretty impressed, but I mean, as long as someone can be scammed there's going to be a scammer out there whether it's a legit scam or just uh he figured out a easy way to make the money off of that and he's old, he's pretty smart is. when it comes to that so i mean and he's to, like i see this thing i can make some money off of this and to be honest you know? i mean the money as we know it is really kind of a scam too i mean we, we really that dollar bill in your pocket you're not going to be able to take that to the bank and get a dollar's worth of gold out of it money's kind of a scam anyway and this yeah. just feels like a digital and, and cryptocurrency is kind of a digital version of that same scam and scams probably not the right word scam makes it sound like it's real skeevy like somebody's you know on the dark web with their hoodie up in their basement you know with a bunch of oh, money it, it, it's as long as people are all bought into it that this bitcoin is worth this amount of money then it's a scam in the same way that dollars and pennies and that is a scam but this is this just feels like taking that digital scam just one step further i don't know if people are getting what they want out of it and they're happy and everybody buys into it that's great it's just kind of like any other collector's market it's only worth what somebody will actually pay you for it so right is kilroy was here has that been released yet no, that's what it, that's, seen it? it's no? Nope. it's it's upcoming, right? It's well, it's okay. it, it may get released if, depending on if the person who buys it <laughs> wants to release it or not. Yeah, I would probably okay. say it would. I mean, if you're gonna pay, I don't see it going for like crazy money because you do have to at the end of the day go, okay, what's it gonna be worth? And I would think that you would want to get it out there because you're going to, you, without a doubt, if it's got Kevin Smith's name attached to it, it's going to make money. Right. So you just got to figure out how much is his name still worth. And Well, I think, I think what it is is you buy it and then you sit on it and you wait for it, that next heart attack or you wait for him to die and then you turn around and sell it. And then that person yeah, buys it thinking that they're going to sell, you know, they're going to make money off it, exhibiting it or whatever. So. I don't That's a good know. point. A little it, darker than when I was going. But whatever. If, it's, hey, if we're talking collectibles, yeah. If we're talking yeah. collectibles and we're talking, yeah, investing, then yeah, that's what you do. You don't turn around and put it out there. You you find a way to get, get that it. money back. Death equals money. I get that's it. right. It does. And I kind of hope I win this thing. Yeah, I know. I got like we could we could pull our money and make come up with like at least eight or nine bucks. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows. Yeah. And, what, what and <laughs> <laughs> hold on, I, let me get out here. What I got <laughs> at number one this week. This applies to all of us. So listen up, gang. 
At number one, HBO Max has announced that it has ordered a brand new reality competition series. Again, <laughs> folks, this is us from Steven Soderbergh and, Cha- and Channing Tatum based on the F- Magic Mike films. The show, The Real Magic Mike, that's the working title, will bring 10 men together and aim to change their lives through dancing and stage performance. Like Magic? Magic Mike. One of those men will end up being crowned the real Magic Mike by the end of the show. I'm telling you guys. Fuck yeah. It's time to, it's time to hit the gym and start waxing the chest hairs off and getting greased up. And really I don't know. Up. I heard chest hairs in. What's that? <laughs> I heard enough. chest hair was in. Is it really? Huh. Well, well, good. Well, we've got a chance then. Oh, <laughs> well, shit. Again, this is another one where we can kind of pool our resources. Maybe we can, uh, you know, we can all head out there. And between the four of us, somebody's surely going to make the stage, right? HBO. No, no, no. no. It'll make for a good story. That's right. That'll be an episode yeah. from the uh, Magic Mike casting. <laughs> when we all show Is up HBO- for that. They don't do an awful lot of like reality competition kind of shows. No, no, they don't. I, I the wonder last how... reality show they had was Real Sex. I, well, again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows what it's going to take to be the real Late Magic Mike? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but even that wasn't a competition. It was just a reality show. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. We'll see what happens. That's cool. Get people tuning in. Oh just yeah, because of the success with it. We'll have a watch party, I'm sure. Doing, <laughs> and the memes. Some kind of, uh, what was that? Fifty Shades of Grey. They'll probably do a reality <laughs> series of that. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. There you go. We got the endurance <laughs> test. We got the, the, the knot tying, all that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. Yeah, you know, there's so it's much there. that can be done. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about all that. What other we'll stories see. have you guys been following this week? Has anybody been following stories uh, this week in entertainment and pop culture? I know, Curtis, you said you've been watching some. I know Caleb hasn't had a chance to take a look yet. Um, Kenny, have you got one for tonight? Yeah. All right. Well, Caleb, I mean, or Curtis, why don't you go first then for us? What have you been, okay. what have you been watching? So um, John Cleese mocks Hank Azaria for apologizing about a poo for apologizing about voicing a poo on the Simpsons. He tweeted, not wishing to be left behind by Hank Azaria. I would like to apologize on behalf of Monty Python for all the many sketches we did making fun of white English people. It feels like John Cleese missed the mark here. As funny of a guy as he is at times and has been throughout his life, John Cleese just just a bit outside. He, he, he just missed the he mark. He missed it, missed it a little bit on this one. I get his grand scheme of things, right. yeah, like yeah. what he's trying to do. Yep. I don't think it applied to this situation. At all. Although I will say, hey, Kazari, you've been apologizing for four years. It's going to lose its you know, yeah. momentum eventually. Yeah. lose its touch but that's yeah, how I, I agree people now yeah this came on the heels of like i just bit back and rewatched all three of those recently yeah ending with uh, the meaning of life which is probably their most offensive it's my favorite right and then you know there's some things in there i'm like man that can't be done today <laughs> yeah but you know I, i'm not gonna ask them to apologize for it by any means no, so no. No. no but not you know in this situation it's a little different but you know, i get what he's trying to say in the grand yeah. scheme he just they can't they can't all be winners 
And that's right. one of the that's one of the benefits of working with the Monty Python group is that you've got other people to bounce those jokes off of that can either say no or let's tweak this and make it a better joke. And, and John Cleese is a right. a national treasure, not an American treasure, an English national treasure. He just missed the mark here. That's all. It was a it was a swing and a miss. It was an attempt. Good try. A little bit. Yeah, we won't hold it against you. Just like we won't. <laughs> oh, you know. So are we canceling John Cleese now? No, no. Is, is that what's up? we're still good. Oh, okay. just, just because you're not funny, got it. If, if, if mm. Not being funny it was, a, it was what we canceled people for. Jeez, there would be nobody I mean, left. We're, we're getting uh, there. Jesus, they're just trying to cancel everybody. Uh, how about you, Kenny? What have you been watching this week? Oh, a story that kind of made me giggle a little bit was uh, last year. I don't know if you guys remember uh, Anheuser Busch made a obviously non-alcoholic uh what they call dog brew and it had a really good success it sold out within 24 hours so they're kind of carrying on with the momentum for this year and they're starting a new little campaign thing that kind of reminds me of like the spuds mckenzie type of right. thing that bud white did you know but uh they're, they put out a tweet, and I'm going to read the tweet for what it says. It says, your dog could be hired as our dog brew chief testing office, tasting officer. <laughs> uh, and for that, they will make twenty or $20,000 salary off of this. So wow. your dog's going to get paid good. And um, as a professional uh, taste tester, they will be... Uh, the face of Bush Dog Brew says reply with your pup's uh, pick and their qualifications. Which that part made me giggle because it's like, yeah, you know, my dog likes to drink a lot of booze <laughs> and you know, you like to ham it up in front of a camera. It's like I don't know what my, the qualifications. My would be. dog may be a chihuahua, but he's got a big old wiener, so, so you might want him up there. I know. <laughs> anyway, so, my, dog <laughs> thinks, my dog thinks my dog thinks drinking out of the toilet is high living, so. <laughs> Anything uh, above yeah. and beyond that will be just gravy. <laughs> but on top of the $20,000 that they'll make for a salary, it also comes with they get pet insurance well, sure. and they get a free supply of the dog brew. So Benefits, yeah. You're not going to do it just for the salary. you got to do it for salary and benefits. I know, like the owners probably can't afford to have insurance, but at least their dog will have it for me yeah. on this. So. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Can I get my dog no. a COVID shot? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. But just a couple. The, the the qualifications made me giggle, and then the fact that they get insurance and twenty thousand dollars. I don't know. It's a fun little story. I like yeah. that story. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that is anything good. is possible. That's right. <laughs> Pause. I'm like, man, our dog was better behaved. I might uh, send in a pick. There you go. You get him on set, and they're a total fucking diva, though. So no, I don't think I don't think you want to work with my dog. Yeah, he's already a diva, man. so I mean that makes sense. he fits in. There you go. And in other news this week, this story comes to us from Denver, Colorado. Cannabis-themed license plates in Colorado are being auctioned off to the highest bidder in a fundraiser for the Colorado Disability Funding Com Committee. The state is selling the rights to 14 cannabis-themed license plates, you know, the personalized plates, uh, including bong and ganja, uh, hash, among others. Uh, 
<laughs> a license plate with is it 420 a reference to 420 has currently uh, got more than $6,500 worth of bids making it the highest in demand the bids are collected until 4:20 p.m. on April 20th uh, the unofficial pot holiday. Democratic Governor Jared Polis applauded the effort in a statement saying the state is, quote, proud of its creativity and ingenuity. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Diane Primavera, <laughs> which I think, uh, which is great. I love it. You can order that uh, with your, you know, on the menu at, at your local uh, establishment. <laughs> Says she was looking forward to seeing which license plate makes the most money. Winning bidders will be able to use the configuration of letters and numbers that they choose on a novelty plate of their choosing, but must pay all registration fees, personalized plate protection fees, and just the normal costs um, for their potential winning you know, designer license plates. The rights can be used at a, at a later date if needed. So if you want to wait until it's maybe legalized in more states, uh, that might be smart. You don't want to necessarily drive that thing into like, oh, Kansas or Nebraska, a neighboring state uh, with that kind of license plate. The Colorado Disability Funding Committee said it would use the money to support new and innovative programs for the state's disabled community. No further information on what these initiatives are was immediately available. So... The states are auctioning off personalized license plates. Not just any. Man, I wish Missouri was cool. <laughs> that, that we could just recreational marijuana was available. Yeah. That was right around the corner. So We're I mean, behind the times, I know. And, and as soon as all the other states, it, it'll be the same way they did when like Colorado was making money. They're like, oh, we can make money off of weed? Legalize that shit. Woo-hoo. Yeah. More states the same are. Thing. Yep. Yeah. And when, as soon as they see that they're going to make money off of these license plates, it'll follow suit as well. So yeah. anything, you can do to, anything you can do to get more money to the state will increase the likelihood that more states We'll take advantage of it. I totally agree with that. What were you going to say, Kenny? When I I was going to school, uh, one of the people in my grade, his last name was Stoner. Yeah, it was. uh, So he got a personalized license plate that said Stoner, and he would get pulled over. And it didn't help that he kind of had a little thicker glasses. (laughs) So it it looked like his eyes were squinting a little bit. Right. So he would constantly – they would – Get out of the car, and he's like, "Look at my license. My name is my last name is Stoner." And they're like, "Blah blah blah." And they want to search the car, and every time they're like, "Oh, uh, sorry about that." You know, so like, <laughs> he just he gets pulled over. He just gets out with his hands up like Z Y X, and just starts it in. They're like, "Fuck, Pretty yeah, much. he's good." We only, we only had him for the uh, whatever. I think it's a year. And after that, I was like, you're not going to renew it? He's like, fuck no, I'm not going to renew that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. Stoner the stoner with stoner the license plates. Yeah. And he, he was a straight-laced kid. He didn't drink. He didn't do drugs. He didn't do nothing. So that, even, that made it even funnier. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's funny. Well, let us know what you think of the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Send us your suggestions on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. Links to all that and more at popgoestheculture.com. 
Here are the results from last week's pop quiz. The question was, what TV series would you reboot? We, three of us, uh, Kenny, Curtis, and I, gave the TV series that we would reboot, who we would cast in the rebooted TV series, um, and then we took it to social media and asked you all, the listeners, to vote and let us know what of those you would reboot or if there was something else you would reboot. Uh, and here are the results of last week's pop quiz. In second place was the Golden Girls, and tied for first place were Taxi and Kolchak the Night Stalker. Uh, we did wow. have uh, our buddy Jason over That's... at the Sample Chapter podcast. He did say uh, Highlander, the series, the syndicated series, would be the show he would uh, he would reboot. So thanks everybody who voted and for those who commented. Anybody surprised? Are you surprised that uh, there was a tie for I'm, first? I'm shocked. I'm, I figured I'd come in last. Well, considering yeah, more thought... people heard of the Golden Girls and not, <laughs> but, I, uh, but I think and... I think it's one of those that's just untouchable. You know, people are like, "Fuck no, I don't." You know, you don't want your favorite movie to get rebooted. You don't want your favorite TV series to get rebooted. And of those, I think it was probably a favorite of more folks than the other two. So they're like, "No, don't fucking reboot the Golden Girls, asshole." So I'd like to spend the next four years apologizing for uh, rebooting the Golden Girls. <laughs> so let John Cleese make fun of that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but we want to do want to thank everybody who voted and uh, to Jason for commenting. We will have another pop quiz for you a little bit later on in the show. But first, we got to give you something to vote on. So when we come back from a quick break, we are going to be creating and drafting our own Masters of the Universe squads. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to take a look at what's coming up in the next week in entertainment and pop culture. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. Hello, friends. My name is Jason A. Meiske. I'm a thriller author and the host of the Sample Chapter Podcast. I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I introduce you to authors from all over the world. Together we have a nice little chat before the guest author reads a sample chapter from one of their books. There's been sci-fi, westerns, romance, horror, thrillers, and even the weird. There's names you don't know and for sure several that you do. And with over 100 episodes so far, you're sure to find a new favorite book. So come on over and join us every Tuesday on the Sample Chapter Podcast. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a Masters of the Universe draft. Um, we are each, we can't, here's the, the, the twist is you can't use existing Masters of the Universe characters. So He-Man, not draftable. Skeletor, not draftable. Uh, you're going to have to come up with four Masters of the Universe style characters, either heroes or villains or a mix of the two um, that you are making up uh, completely on your own. So when it's your turn to draft, you'll give us the character's name, any any interesting facts about the character, maybe what they look like, uh, any backstory, whatever you want to do. This is totally up to you. At the end of the draft, uh, we are going to ask the listeners, you, uh, people following us on social media, we're going to ask you to vote for who has the best squad of four 
masters of the universe. Does that make sense to everybody what we're doing here? Fair yeah. enough. All right. So yes. it's going to be serpentine-style draft. So if you draft fourth in the first round, you'll draft first in the second round. Uh, we will paper, rock, scissors to determine draft order. I will let the three of you go. So odds are somebody is going to come out ahead. If you all tie and you're all beating somebody and losing to somebody, then I will get to pick the draft order. So we will we will each throw. The three of you will throw on shoot. So it'll be paper, rock, scissors, shoot on shoot. You'll display it display it up so we can see it for those I'm who are stressed watching. Stressed out, Joey. Stream. I know. Get you worked up here. <laughs> all right, here we go. Paper, rock, scissors, shoot. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let's try it rock. again. That's not a rock, <laughs> Curtis. Here we go. Let's try it again. Ready? Paper, rock, scissors, shoot. Uh, so we've got two papers that are covering Curtis's rock. So Kenny and Caleb, uh, you, guys right. go, you guys go one more time. Here we go. Paper, rock, scissors, shoot. Gimme, gimme, I'm working. Kenny's got the rock. So Kenny, you get to determine the draft order. What is the order that we are picking? Um, we'll go Curtis first, then Caleb, then I'll go, then Joey. Sounds good. Curtis, Caleb. <laughs> Only because I get shit for taking the fourth position. So I got the hot <laughs> corner. All right. That's good. I'll take it. I like that spot. All, All right. right. So we are going to be drafting the ultimate Masters of the Universe squad. Curtis, you are up first. Who? What is your first pick? Who is your first pick? Tell us about this character. All right. This one might be controversial, but no, I'm meaning it in a, in a good way. <laughs> I'm meaning it in a good way. Okay, so... Um, Tiss she, McGee! Oh, <laughs> She-Man. This is He-Man's long-lost former half-brother, now half-sister. She is exactly like He-Man in every way, but stronger and better. She-Man. Right. So this is a this is He-Man's former who who is assigned male at birth and has transitioned is that that's kind of what you're going with here exactly is there similar strengths and you know stats what were their stats almost exactly like he-man but stronger and better any different even even the sword that she carries (laughs) is is much better and stylish than what he-man carries okay all right, I dig so, it. Whatever, we'll take it. Yeah, oh, that's pretty stylish sword. Got the little Florida <laughs> Lee kind of shape, and mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> got a nice. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll take it. She man is Curtis. <laughs> yeah, first yeah, yeah she man. <laughs> all. I'll be honest with you. We are yeah, all yeah. stepping lightly around. She man. <laughs> We're all like, okay, cool. Let's go on. No, no, no. Don't talk about it. Just keep going. <laughs> we are all, none of us want to pull a Hanker's area and be apologizing for the next four years for what we said about yeah. She-Man. <laughs> Very good. All right, Caleb, your first right. pick. Explain your character to us. All right, my, my first uh, pick is Karen the Barbarian. Um, so she is a uh, suburban, uh, middle-class woman. Um, she has a couple of kids. And... Um, She's a stay-at-home mom, um, and um, every now and then she gets really upset about, like, products or something, or she's going through the checkout, and she just gets really upset, and she channels this primal rage, and she wants to talk to the manager, and she raises her coupons, and she gets mad when they don't work, and she's got a live, laugh, love loincloth that she wears. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh, sure do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's got like the top, you know, like a Xena kind of crop top and a live, laugh, love. Bam. Karen the Barbarian. Right on. I get a feeling that even though she stays at home, she does kind of dabble in some of these like work from home things, like a little bit of Amway, a little bit of a yes. little bit of Tupperware, a little bit of that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. A little she sensey. Is her own boss. She, I think she's got some sensey yes. going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. And her Facebook friends know about it. <laughs> oh fuck yes, they do. <laughs> they get invited to like the page, whether they like the page or not. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, yeah. Karen the Barbarian is Caleb's first pick. Very good. Kenny, how about you? What do you got for your first pick? Uh, my first one, his name is Bovine. He is a bison-type creature that's very big and obviously very strong. And he uh, he goes around. He's like a mercenary thief, kind of all-around bad guy that does whatever for whoever for the right amount of money. And uh, he comes with his – when they make a character of him, he'll come with a laser pistol – and then like a bigger like laser hand cannon type thing. So like the laser equivalent of a shotgun. <laughs> All right. Very good. Is he is, is he getting revenge for his people having been slaughtered years you know, oh, centuries ago? No. He is just uh you know, life didn't quite go the way he wanted, <laughs> so he had to make money, he had to figure out how to, you know to eat and everything and life of crime just came his way. Also, when they make his figure, he'll be flocked. Of course. Because well, who would give a flock about a furry, yeah. but but flocked, yeah. So So he's a villain then you're saying that's awesome. He is a villain. All mine are villains actually. Oh. They're all in the same gang. Nice. Ooh, very nice. All right. Bovine, Kenny's first pick. All right, so I've got two back to back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go hero, and then I'm gonna go villain. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be splitting my squad up. Uh, so my first pick is uh, the hero. Uh, his name is P Man. Uh, he's a little, he's a little older. He's kind of, he's built, he's jacked, he's, but he's an older guy. You know, he's got some gray in his beard. Um, he's kind of got the, the, you know, it's kind of shaved close around the sides, kind of combed over at the top. Looks like the guy at the gym that works out in denim jeans, you know, and he's, he's hitting but in spite of his advanced age, he can still rock a solid stream of urine at three 30 in the morning, which is like his superpower because you know, his prostate's in good working order. So uh, I'm going with P man as my number one pick. Very nice. Uh, so then for my second pick, I'm going villain and this guy is complete asshole and we've all ran into him at some point or another. Uh, my villain is Blinkor. This villain uh, fails to turn on his signal, his turn signal, uh, when he's driving uh, the streets and uh, is a danger to himself and others because of that. Uh, so Blinkor is the villain <laughs> joining my squad of masters of the universe. Very nice. All right, Kenny, we come back to you for your second pick, another villain, because all yours are villain. Who do you got here in, yep. your, in your number two slot? Who do you, who do you got in your uh, two-hole, Kenny? My two-hole, <laughs> I've got Liquidator. Okay. And that is a, a Liquidator. Is a, yeah. And he is a cobra-looking creature. And uh, that he has venom that is like acid. So that's kind of like his weapon. And uh, he's really skilled in hand-to-hand combat. And he just uses whatever's close, and he can just work with it. 
And uh, so he will, when they make a character of him, he'll have the water that you can put in the back of him and he'll shoot out his fangs. And uh, then he comes with a shield and a uh, spear. There you go. Liquidator. So I, he, he's not like, you know, he, he's, he's making the commercials in Eternia about, uh, you know, Sunday, this Sunday only, everything's got to go. He's, he's making his <laughs> that, rounds to, to, the, to the vehicle, to the, to the vehicle depots, like, you know, like the used car lots, like, Hey, you need a used sky sled. Come on down. Everything's got to go. Well, more like uh, liquidating people. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got you. My mistake. It's, it, easy mistake to make, I think, there. Right. There is an easy mistake. I wasn't too clear on that. <laughs> exactly. All right. He's also a murderer. So. Oh, okay. He is a villain. Although, as, yeah, a, yeah. as a used car salesman, he could be a villain as well. So. Yeah, I guess there's not a lot of difference there. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right on. All right. So, uh, Kenny's got his two picks in. Caleb, who's in your two hole this week? You are muted. <laughs> my, my, my two hole is Mel the Morphine Man. Is who again? I'm sorry. Um, Mel, Mel the Morphine Mel Man. Mel the Morphine Man. All right. He can be kicked, punched, stabbed. He doesn't feel anything. His superpower? He's just addicted to morphine. He doesn't feel <laughs> shit. <laughs> His superpower is finding a way to score at any time of the yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. They are not. Throw all, you, well, throw all you want at him. He won't feel it. <laughs> He'll just keep going. Awesome. Mel the Morphine Man, right on. All right. Curtis, we come to you for two picks back to back. We got right. we got we get to find out who's in your two hole. And then, <laughs> then we right. go for your third pick. Well, okay. Um, I'm going to go with another hero. And my two hole is Caleb the Mustard Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so Caleb the, there, yes. <laughs> the Mustard Tiger is a fee- feline companion to She-Man who <laughs> sprays his enemies down with a cannon, with a mustard cannon. And if, successful, yeah, if, it's, if successful on his aim, he can effectively blind his enemies for two rounds of combat. So <laughs> nice. there you go. <laughs> I love the mustard tiger. I'm a bit concerned that because uh, we're making this shit up. I'm kind of concerned that when it came time to make up who was going to be in your two hole, you went with Caleb. <laughs> that kind of scares me a little bit. No, 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 no. no. We've got holographic cards on the way. Oh, okay. Collectible action figures. Oh, man. I was wondering if anyone was going to pick Caleb the Mustard Tiger. I was like, that's, that's like, that sounds like that that's, that's right there. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> and, all right. All right um, what do you got for your third pick? Well, segueing seg- into, uh, into villains. This Ooh. is where it's going to get rough. Because <laughs> so it every, wasn't rough every, before. Every, more rough than Caleb being in your two-hole. Right. He likes it. He likes it rough. All right. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Well, Fuck it. Might as well go. Here we go. Uh, every great hero has to great has to have a great villain. So Rim Jobber is the villain, the main villain. She is the main antagonist of She-Man. Much like Skeletor, Rim Jobber is also a demon from another dimension. She has a long yeah, protruding is. tongue. <laughs> she has a long protruding tongue that emits a powerful seductive hormone that her victims must resist or else they run the risk of facing the wrath of her tongue lashings. <laughs> Again, oh. we're all anyone, saying anyone, else, <laughs> anyone else think it's a little bit hot? <laughs> <laughs> they got quiet Ooh. after that. Ooh. Ooh. 
<laughs> Rim jobber. Uh, <laughs> oh, and it's spelled R I M dash J O B apostrophe R. Just okay. so you get that right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm taking that note right now. J O B apostrophe R. Rim jobber. There you go. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> You know, every, everybody gets to pick how they want to pick. It's fine. All right, Caleb, we're going to you for your third pick. Who's, who's the third uh, master of the universe on your squad? Third master of the universe is Captain Earwax. Um, he can pump earwax out of his ears like soft serve ice cream. Just <laughs> um, I didn't need the visual he, or the sound, but thanks. yeah. <laughs> well, I need I, I need you to know his backstory. All right. Um, he can block out you know loud sounds. Um, he never can remove it from his ears fully though, so it's kind of a a real you know struggle for him. So it's like a, a power so, and a curse at the same time. The power and a curse, Captain Earwax. Right. On. I'm I'm just surprised that not being able to hear very very well that he's uh, risen to the rank of captain. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, pretty that's, good. That's pretty good working with a disability like that. That's I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, either that or someone dropped the ball somewhere, but you know, <laughs> they don't want to tell him. But he's a real cool guy, Captain right Earwax. Very good. All right. Wow. Kenny, we go to you for your third pick. What do you got? Uh, well, again, I see I went the wrong way with this one. Uh, this a uh, female villain, and her name is Stick Up. And uh, so, again, because she's a thief and stuff. But uh, oh yeah, that's why <laughs> she's really attractive, and uh, she's got real like glossy black skin, and uh, her armor has a red hourglass shape on it like a black widow and uh, her laser guns have both like a top part that's a laser and then the bottom part shoots out webbing so if she wants to be less lethal confrontation she's got that and uh, then <laughs> see she is uh, really good with knives so her toy will come with a gun double kind of barrel thing for both things and then she comes with two knives that stick in the back of her armor. So, uh, and we're sure that's webbing that like she's that. shooting out there. It is webbing. I would read that comic book. That sounds like <laughs> interesting. That does. I, I think good. it would be very cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. All right, fair enough. <laughs> All right, so I've got the uh, I've got my third pick and I've got my final pick. I get to go back to back again here. So my third pick, I'm going to stay with a villain. Um, this is the arch nemesis of traditional He-Man hero Man at Arms. Uh, this is Mask at Throat. Um, this villain wears his mask properly to infiltrate locations, but then once he's inside, his mask, he just wears it around his throat. He just lets it dangle. He doesn't keep his mask on when he's out, uh, whether whether he's visiting the market, for example, or uh, you know, whatever he might be doing. He, he'll wear his mask in order to get in, but then once he's in, he, he takes it down. Then, of course, that allows him to spread the plague through his mouth and nose to others who happen to be in the vicinity. So very, uh, very, very lethal character. Is it this guy? Very you know something, Joey? It seems like he is everywhere. Though. I, you know, he, there there are legions of his followers out yeah. there already. So yeah, 
Masket Throat. Uh, he's he's uh, he's a, he's a tricky character. It's it's hard to combat yeah. him because uh, you can't argue logic with him either. Uh, he, he he makes his decisions based solely on emotion. So um, yeah, okay. So that is my. Third he's got pick. like his intelligence is kind of low. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, intelligence, uh, intelligence, stats. and charisma are both pretty low on this cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And my final pick. So I've got one hero and two villains so far. So I'm going to go with another. This character is kind of neutral. They could be a hero to like, I don't know, maybe like half the population. And then the other half may see them as a villain. I don't know. Um, I'm going with Seaman. Uh, this is this is this is the arch nemesis of this is this is the nemesis of kind of like merman you know the guy that lives in the water this is kind of this is kind of his uh his foil if you would say uh this uh this this character uh he leads a whole army of seamen into action um, but he is because he's the best swimmer he is the leader uh he's got this kind of long skinny white tail to help propel him through um seaman uh I understand sometimes can get caught up with uh, Kenny's character stick up, um, but Seaman uh, Seaman uh, gets himself into a lot of sticky situations, into some hairy predicaments sometimes. But Seaman uh, is, I think, for the most part, kind of a, mostly a hero to, to most folks. So uh, that's my fourth fourth and final pick is Seaman. Uh, He's kind of agile too. Very you know, much he can, so. Yeah. He, can, he can get places. He he's, he's, yeah, he's a fighter. He, he, he can fit through tubes. He, get, he can get into some tight places. He can get into some yeah. big places. He, he, he definitely goes deep sea diving. He he does. He he can he can get down with it. His weakness is latex. <laughs> yeah, he does have a latex <laughs> allergy. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, oh. just the, the simplest little, you know, yeah, obstacles. Just, uh, they, they fuck him up. <laughs> but, but, uh, nah, he's good. But he, keeps, he keeps trying, boy. He just keeps on that tail, just keeps on on moving, trying to swim past it. So he, he's got persistence. That is, uh, that's so that's my fourth pick, Seaman. Uh, we go back to Kenny for your fourth and final pick. Kenny, what do you got? Oh, uh, well, he's nowhere near as good as that. So, uh, my last one is Hatchet Man. And Are he, you uh, sure that's the hatchet wound man? Hatchet man. Right. And uh, he kind of looks like uh, he comes from Beast Man's world. He kind of has the same look at him, and except he's leaner and he's got a like a fuller beard, a little more muscular, but uh, he is good with all bladed weapons, And but he prefers axes, so he comes with a long axe and a short axe for the character, so... So we can move on now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, we dig it. We like the Sounds like you could kick any one of Kenny's Kenny's yours could kick any one of mine's asses. So I mean shit. <laughs> the, the problem isn't so much that it's not the initial matchup, it's the longevity. Like, can they outlast Karen the Barbarian? Because Karen can go for a mm. long time. So she can go. Once Karen gets, once Karen gets wound mm. up, it's hard to get her. Get past that. And then there's Mel. I mean, Mel the morphine man doesn't feel it anyway, so yeah, I yeah. don't know. He might not be around too long. <laughs> you gonna chop off my arm? That's okay. It's gangrenous already. Go ahead, take it off. You'd be doing me a favor. Are you gonna you're gonna tongue lash me? I'm not gonna feel it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Caleb, what do you got for your uh, fourth and final pick? Uh, the final one I have is Wandering Woman. Um, she will wander, just wander around, and she'll wander in her mind over anything, anyone. If you uh, kind of approach her she'll give you these looks uh she'll wonder 
you know, if you if you ask her why she wanders so much, she will ask, "Why are you wondering that?" Um, she'll give you a wondering look, and it gives you a lot of self doubt. Mm. Um, <laughs> so is she wondering with an O or wandering with an A? W- wondering with an O. Okay. She's always wondering. Um, you know, she's always kind of like looking out her window, like new people in the neighborhood. I. Th- you know, she, people kind of suspect she might be a little bit racist, but like, <laughs> so, so is she is she like is she the sidekick to Karen, or do they just team up? Are they equals? But they oh team yeah, they up hang or? out. Okay, they they like, hang out, um, and uh, very dynamic duo. They joined the other two later, but you know we'll see how how it plays out in the cinematic universe <laughs> they're there but they're not fully <laughs> invested in this yet yeah, gonna see how it goes. if something better yeah. comes along you know they may bounce <laughs> uh yep <laughs> right on all right so let's go to curtis curtis do you have one we could talk about or is this one that we're all gonna <laughs> skirt we're all gonna skirt around and be like no no <laughs> this is racial stereotype man (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) yeah there we go the uh the almighty pastrami flapper all right Uh oh all right i was waiting for a reaction (laughs) the almighty pastrami flapper this is a villain is a gigantic pinkish pterodactyl like creature whose vertical mouth and lips often resemble two gigantic loose pieces of pastrami Mm. uh he spits he spits an acidic discharge from his mouth that can burn your skin and he also has such bad breath that it can cause fainting to anyone within range of it he uses this to his advantage can he get a shot for uh, this or uh, <laughs> <laughs> for medication for us? <laughs> he doesn't want it. <laughs> Fair enough. So it's a vertical mouth. It's a vertical mouth. Okay, and it's kind of, you know, yeah. you've got the... Fl- yeah, just, all right. And it's- we should do a crossover with Karen, the barbarian <laughs> wondering woman, and maybe... The almighty pastrami flapper. Is it a creature or a smooth creature? It's flocked. Depends on the day of the week. Depends on if they have a date or not. Uh, No, 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 no. Uh, we, should, we should probably stop. <laughs> I think that's it. Or I have a whole list. I'll, I'll bet you. I'll bet wow. you do. No, no, four is good. <laughs> we'll save those. We'll put those in your back pocket. And we'll save those for another time. I'm sure we'll do this again. <laughs> well, that is uh, that's this week's pop quiz. We want to know which Masters of the Universe style team, which squad that we have put together is your favorite. Oh. Curtis, run through your four real quick for us again, if you would. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I've got She-Man, Rim Jobber, Caleb the Mustard Tiger, the Almighty Pastrami Flapper. All right, fair enough. Caleb, uh, run through your floor yeah. real quick. And uh, I've got the Neighborhood Watchdogs, which consists <laughs> of Karen the Barbarian, Mel the Morphine Man, Captain Earwax, and the Wondering Woman. There you go. Kenny, give us your four real quick. 
Uh, bovine, Liquidator, Stick Up, and Hatchet Man. All right. And my four were, again, P-Man, uh, Blinkor, Masket Throat, and Seaman. That is your choices. Vote for which one you think has the best squad. You can vote right now on Facebook and Twitter. If you're watching the live stream, I don't really mean right now. I mean, give us a few minutes after we wrap this thing up. But if you're listening to the podcast, you can vote right now on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. The pop quiz is pinned right to the top of those pages, so you cannot miss them. We will bring you the results and any comments. Oh, God. Any comments you want to make on any of those on next week's brand new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. I can't wait to see what comments we can read on the air next week. All right. <laughs> Coming up in entertainment and pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. This is Sunday, 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 Sunday. We have the Country Music Awards on CBS. Also, the 2021 Fangoria Chainsaw Awards on Shudder, hosted by a friend of the show, David Dasmalchen, who will be uh, the host for that. So check that out if you're if you got Shudder. Again, we talked about it at the top of the show. Get your free, get your free however long you can get out of Shudder. Uh, just search for it online. We should have a code or something we should put up maybe. But uh, yeah, they're not hard to find. Just just Google shutter free trial and uh, check that out that's this sunday next wednesday the 2021 nfl draft kicks off over on abc for those who are into the uh, professional football next thursday night we'll be recording next week's brand new episode of the pop goes the culture podcast you can join us live as we read your comments on the pop quiz uh you can check us out on the pop goes the culture facebook page on our twitch channel on our youtube channel links to all of those and more over at pop you can watch listen to and interact with us as we're recording we just might read your comments on the air we gotta say hi to tara she says she's really uh really misses us all she wishes she didn't have to work so much um because she does she does like listening at work until uh, curtis drops something in there that embarrasses her and makes her have to uh turn us off but you know that doesn't always happen so uh, sorry so, about the second uh, half of the show here. Yeah, sorry there, <laughs> and, and then uh, look for the next week's episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast in your preferred podcast player. Oh, I forgot one on a Friday night, this Friday. Tomorrow, if you're watching the live stream today, if you're listening to the live stream uh, on the day we release it, uh, it's the uh, season premiere of The Last Drive-In over on Shutter as well. So if that's something you're into, be sure to check that out. I thought about doing a cast party, but the way they've changed it up, I don't know that uh, it's really conducive to that kind of on-the-spot type of thing. But, um, but I don't know. We may we may or may not throw up a, a watch party. We'll see. We'll see if anybody's interested and wants us to do that. Um, but those are fun. I mean... Yeah, Curtis has joined. We did do a few of those in the last season, and they've had a few like holiday specials. And Curtis has popped into a few of those, and you know we get that started up, and those are those are fun. They they do a good job. They, they do a good job with that show. So um, be sure to check that out again. Uh, get your free get your free trial of Shutter. It's a lot of fun. It is a little good horror flick. Or a bad horror that, flick. <laughs> because or they, a bad horror they, flick. They, they, they do a good job of picking the, the ones that uh, are sometimes pretty shitty but fun. You know, they, they're just having yeah. fun. That's a good show. It's a good time. They do it up right over on Shudder. If you've enjoyed this episode or any episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, please take a moment, leave a review in your preferred podcast player. It does not cost you a thing, and it really is one of the best ways you can show your support for the show. That's about all I've got. Has anybody got anything before we get off here tonight? 
Oh, I think we've done enough damage. Oh, I think we have too. <laughs> <laughs> if by we you mean Curtis, yes, I think we have. Yeah. We hey, sure okay, have. <laughs> oh shit! Well, Curtis, good luck this weekend, man. Have fun with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brad will be there. I think he's watching. I think he'll be there. So, So, Hawk, friend of the show, he'll be involved. Uh, Hawk will be there. So, we'll we'll give an update. Right on. Once once you've woken up, we'll give you a few days to recover. And then, yeah, next week you can give us an an update, let us know how it went. And uh, I'm sure at some point when that's out, we'll uh, we'll share that on our social media as well. The the, the short film you guys put together. Okay. Well, again, thanks, you guys, for being on here tonight. Thanks, everybody who's watching the live stream and participating. Thanks, everybody, checking us out in your podcast player. We appreciate you. Um, Again, for Kenny, for Caleb, for Curtis, my name is Joey Mills. Thank you so much for being here. We hope to catch you back here next week for another brand-new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Until then, be safe, be healthy, be happy. We will see you later. Later. Peace, This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture podcast network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.